Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Larson. In this podcast, we're real about the hardships we face in life, and we find how God is good in the midst of it. Join us today as my husband, Drew, talks about our move to Japan. Oh, hello. How are you doing? Good. Good. So good. Glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. Do you know any jokes? (laughs) What did the husband say to the wife? (laughs) What did the husband say to the wife? You have to turn up your gain on your microphone. (laughs) So we can record the podcast. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's a good tip there. (laughs) I'm still figuring out this whole microphone thing, and thankfully... We're good. The Drewster knows more about technology than I do. But um, anyway, so take two. This is Drew, my husband. We've done an episode together before, but it's fun to have him on here. And we just wanted to talk more about the move to Japan, which we talked about before in that episode, like the Mm -hmm. moving marriage Q&A thing. Mm. But we want to dive into more about like why we're moving and what that all kind of looks like. Because it's coming up soon in like 17 days. Which also, by the way, I there was like a episode about faith, which uh, posted literally hours before we got our departure date. And in that episode, it was like, we don't know when we're going or where we're going, but we trust God that he's got it covered. And after that episode posted, we got the date right after, which was crazy too, because like, yeah, we'll get into that later about the craziness of the date that we got. But anyway, hmm. we just want to talk more about the move and why we're going, what's going on there. So, and I'm kind of along for the ride, really. Um, <laughs> so I just want to, you know, Drew, why, why Japan? What's going, what's going on here? What's going on here? Well, started in in 2019 when I was finding myself dissatisfied with my choice of free time activities and and then not being productive um was coming out of a a winter and into a spring where i mean i mean we all just do less in the winter in terms of outside and activity level and all that kind of thing but I, i found myself just watching netflix or playing video games all the time when i wasn't at work and really needing to stimulate my brain more and so i wanted to learn a a language. It just came across my mind to do that. I was reflecting on what I liked the most in high school. There was just it was a period of just reflection, and I and I was realizing, hey, I, I really liked Spanish a lot. Like that was actually my favorite class. Um, <laughs> and so, in in selecting what language to learn, I was thinking, well, I don't want to do a romance language again. I don't want to use the alphabet that I know already. Um, it felt like it's weird. I guess it's a challenge thing. Uh, it didn't feel like, like re- going back to Spanish or, or taking on French would be, you know, all that difficult, I guess, if that sounds, I don't know, self-aggrandizing. I don't know. I just wanted to learn a character-based language. It sounded more difficult, more interesting to learn. And I mean, I had a lot of, you know, friends of Asian descent growing up and never really took the time to like learn or engage in that and so in deciding what that was at the same time my mom was hosting a japanese transfer chaperone at our at my at their home and i was like well i really don't have any preference one way or the other on this so let's just do japanese 
And so I just started picking that up. It started with Duolingo, but I was picking up other resources. And in the process of looking at the resources online to learn the language, I came across, you know, YouTubers and, and videos on, on the culture and people who had been there. And a lot of the stories of how native English speakers got there were through teaching English first. They, they started with, you know, one to three to five years of teaching teaching English and then transferring over to this, you know, electronic content position that they were doing and just being able to do that online and, and work in Japan. And around 2020, I mean, even in 2019 then at the time, I was starting to think, I'm not really satisfied with what I'm doing um, at work. Uh, this really is not what I see myself doing long term. And I'm just not seeing the good output of what I do. I think that's what I was looking at. I Because you weren't a teacher slash aren't a teacher Not at currently. all. No, no, not at all. I mean, I've had a lot of good, you know, little volunteer opportunities or, or chances in the classroom. And, you know, friends and, and my mother, who's a high school teacher herself, definitely encouraged and, and saw the the heart I had and the, and the natural teaching mindset that I had and encouraged in that, you know, in the wake of me expressing some doubts about this engineering path that I'm on. So I, I was encouraged by that and just wanted to give that a shot. And so a lot of people are there through this thing called the JET program, which works through the Japanese government. And they, they sponsor native English speakers with a bachelor's degree of any kind to go and, and work in their classrooms and support, um, well, my position is an ALT, and that's where most people start to support the Japanese teacher of English there with you know, native speaking and, and classroom activities and lessons that are using genuine English um, from a person who's native. And so it was an exciting opportunity to test this teaching environment without getting a, a master's degree here to teach in high school right away without knowing, hey, yeah, this is kind of a confirmation on my heart to teach yeah that's awesome and it gives you that opportunity to kind of test out the teaching without getting another degree mm -hmm. and also just getting to adventure and explore a different culture and country and everything like that which is really cool and obviously like we both have that heart for just like traveling and experiencing different cultures and things like that and I had been looking at going abroad as well so it kind of worked out in that way <laughs> but anyway <laughs> So, with all of this, you had applied... When did you start applying for this position? It was a while back before... In April, you got, like, the... You're on the waiting list. And so, we were both like, oh, maybe it's happening, maybe it's not. Mm -hmm. And so, it kind of was out of our minds until, like, late July, when was when we got that email that said that your application had been upgraded, and we had, like, three days to respond or something like that. But when did you start applying? Yeah, I mean, the, so I started this process this specific jet program process really intensely like researching and deciding that I was thinking about pursuing this probably actually no it, I wrote the application essay which I knew I wouldn't submit for five six months in March of 2021 mm. around the time that I quit the job that I the first you know full-time engineering position to move to a different position yeah it was a period of change for sure so I wrote the essay at that time as well, and the actual application was submitted in November of 2021. Okay. So we waited 
you know, five, six months for the reply in April, which put, put me on the um, alternate list. So if someone canceled or, or, you know, rejected the position, I was on the, the short list of candidates to get added um, in that event. And it turns out that that happened right before all the normal people, like all the first list candidates, yeah. flew out. So I it mean, was July twentieth. Yes, it, yeah, and the normal flyout date for for the initial wave of candidates was the twenty third, and got the twentieth. Someone you know canceled at the last second, or yeah. a number of people did. I don't think I'm the only one that's going in this second group by any means, but. Yeah, it was pretty rattling at the time because I think I mean I for sure wrote it off. As soon, I mean, in most situations, the you know alternate list uh, is yeah, it, it's always felt just kind of like a a pat on the back, like good job, you did your best. I didn't really ever think that it would actually mm. progress from there, and so I started. I just wrote that off, and I started thinking about like our huh. life in Indiana and like. Which is funny because initially I was like, oh, it's probably still going to happen. Initially. <laughs> it took a while and then yeah. I kind of like faded out. But in the past, like I had situations where I was like on the, the waiting list of sorts and other situations and then it ended up happening. So I was hmm. always like, hmm, I think it might happen. But obviously that kind of faded out after we got married and we're getting used to life here. I appreciate your positive effectivity. <laughs> I haven't mentioned that before. Um so with this whole process of moving to a different country and waiting for applications and paperwork and things like mm. that and switching careers, all this stuff, what has been hard about the process? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny. Neither of us are huge planners, but we expect the world around us to be very organized <laughs> and planning forward. I think that that's, it's been nice most of the time for it to be fluid, much like us. This process has been, I mean, they've been trickling information out via email, you know, slowly, mm-hmm. slowly, slowly. We Again, didn't get our location. We are flying on away. October 1st. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially like, hey, you're going to be living in Wisconsin somewhere. Like that's that's yeah. They gave us like a general. We have a state. We have a prefecture. Mm -hmm. Is what they call them in Japan. We're going to be in Kumamoto, Ken. Mm -hmm. Ken is prefecture, which is on the southern island. It's going to be nice and warm and very muggy. Moshiatsu, 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 Moshiatsu. Hot and mugginess. Anyway, it's going to be. It's going to be like that much of the year and you know first time of living in a monsoon season basically june anyway um the hard part has been this trickling of information i think it's been the hardest uh at least in terms of like setting hey like hey we need to have x and y done by this date and but honestly we've been getting everything in that we need and i don't feel that stressed about it it's the hardest part, but it's not been <laughs> difficult. It's the hardest part on a what feels like just a smooth and certainly a God-held situation. And, and, and he is establishing our steps, whatever they are. 
uh, and we just don't know exactly what they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're kind of getting into that with some of this, just the way that it's just so perfectly fallen into place and, and how he's given us kind of some insight and into planning when we don't know the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, like, how have you seen God's hand in the preparation process? Yeah, I think, well, you don't know the plan. You don't have the plan. So you wait and think it's been the wait on the Lord is, is his hand. Uh, all of God's promises are true, but they come with a what and a when. There's always a when. And it's not always the when that we want or expect or think we deserve. They all have a when. And it's a matter of when that's revealed. So I think in part of God's hand has been, hey, patience. Um, And through that, like a, a gratitude for not doing it by myself and having you with me to do the things that I can't do while I'm driving three hours a day still for work <laughs> or at work. And so um, I think just the partnership that we have that that he's gifted us with has been a, a clear sign of his hand and his guiding of this of this time and of this uncertainty. I think, yeah, I guess it's specifically in the preparation. Yeah. Wait. So a lot of people mistake. <laughs> you see Jeremiah 29, 11 on mugs and t-shirts and Instagram posts. And for you know the plans I have for you, declares yes. the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give yes. you hope in a future. And it's not about, you know, winning your cross-country race or your promotion it's it was a specific promise and yeah it was a promise that was going to be delivered 70 years after 70 years of exile <laughs> 70 years there's some there's some well, waiting we there. have to wait 70 years we got to wait a few weeks maybe and and months i guess and you know dating all the way back to this but wait Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes it's wait. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I've definitely also seen his hand in this, like, preparation process. Um, When we got the email in April that was, like, you're on the waiting list, I just knew, we we both knew that it was coming. Like, on that Sunday, we prayed about it. And, um, like, we just felt it. We were like, this week it's coming. And I think it was like a, it was like a Tuesday. Cause I was of those little tinglies. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I was at work. It was like this super weird thing. I got a text from Maverick City Worship that was like, new version of Gyra came out. And I don't know why, but I had this feeling. I was like, I'm going to be listening to this song and we're going to get the answer. Mm. So I also like kept listening to that song that day, which I usually don't listen to music that much on the day that I like, I was like working 12 hours that day. So it's just like during my breaks when I was listening and 
alas, I was listening to the music and you had sent me a text that was like a screenshot of the email. I was like, no way. Like, it was just, it was very crazy. Gyro, you know, like he's providing, he's taking care of things and like, and we, I literally that Sunday when we were praying beforehand, it was like, we were okay with yes or no. It's like, Mm -hmm. we're okay, God, if you give us yes, if you give us no. And of course it was like a maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, it was crazy. That. We love that. Though. Yeah. Wow, that was... It was, it was funny. Yeah. It was something, but honestly, <laughs> so my word for the year is like peace. And I've just seen that a lot, like in how he's given us peace through this entire process. Like I felt peace about that answer. I was like, okay, so either it's going to happen or it's not, but we don't know right now. And that's okay. And when we got that email in July, like we took a walk afterwards after praying about some pros and cons and everything. And I felt peace immediately afterwards. And I knew what we, I didn't necessarily say that right away, but I, right. I felt the peace and um so it's just been cool to see him giving us peace throughout all of this because a lot of people would probably get stressed about some of this but another thing i've been focused on a lot this year is like specifically this summer i've been focusing on his presence and like that's our good um like in psalm 73 talking about like there's nothing on heaven on earth that i desire more than you like you are our portion and um i actually had made a playlist the day that we got the second email um about these songs about like his nearness and like his presence being our good and just focusing on that and then you had sent me (laughs) another screenshot of an email that was like hey your application has been upgraded and um after that with all this like preparing and stuff i've been just like wondering because i know that's like a there's some spiritual darkness there with it Mm. being like one percent christian in the whole country and the other day I was asking him, like, will you be with me even there? And immediately in my brain thought of, like, Exodus 33, where God tells Moses, you know, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he reminded me of uh, Psalm 139, where he talks about, like, if you go to the heavens, if you go down to the depths, like, even there, I will be with you. So he will be with us no matter what, which has been, like, a good reminder throughout the peace and the presence, but also just provisions, like, that he's taking care of us with the life stage that we're in like we don't have um kids or pets um we actually had been considering moving again closer to a lot of like our friends and stuff like that but we decided to stay here so it just like worked out in a lot of different ways that he provided um even with our jobs too just the way that things have worked out with some of the projects and like my job got a lot of new people around the time that i've needed to leave um, also just like the perfect amount of time to see family. Like, yeah, there's just been a lot of things I've been taken care of that we didn't have to worry about, which is awesome. Hmm. Yeah. And also for me, literally just today, I was reminded of like purpose. Um, cause like your purpose is very clear. Like going there and teach English, like you have a job lined up and stuff. And I kind of like, again, I'm kind of going along for the ride, like I love adventuring and going to new countries and stuff like that. But it's not like I have a job waiting for me there and I don't have the location where I can like look up, um, things to get involved in but i was reminded today of just like um with dance even like i can there's other ways to like reach people um besides jobs or even the japanese language because i've been learning a little bit but (laughs) (laughs) i need to learn a lot more and dance is something that transcends language and i don't know he's given us all gifts and he gives us all the things that we need to share the hope that we have and that was something i was reminded of today but got all taken care of so what are you what are you most looking forward to with living in japan well i think the biggest thing is finding that and confirming that heart calling so getting that classroom experience 
whatever that looks like. I understand that it's not going to be the same classroom experience as, you know, some punk from Indiana. But some punk. I don't know. I was just I just pictured. I just. I mean. I mean. It's not like there's any lie that I that the Japanese school system is more rigid and um, controlled. I think the students are a little less crazy. But, I mean, kids are kids everywhere, still. It's just not going to be the same as if I come back here and teach high school. Um, But just getting that classroom experience to say, hey, yeah, like, this is where I want you. Like, this is where you're using the gifts that you have to the greatest extent, to the greatest purpose that I have for you. So learning that and seeing that is what I'm very excited for. Um, I think just being able to use some of the language skills, like some of the, honestly, some of that process was also like, okay, why the heck have I been learning Japanese for one and a half years? Like, what do I do with Japanese in the middle of, you know, yeah. Indiana? Which has now been like four years. Well, yes. At the, yeah, the, yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Um, yeah, it's like three and a half. Um, like just trying to use that and and I think build on a foundation because I've been able to read not maybe as much as I could uh, but like listening and and writing have all been very good but I have not done much speaking and so I think being immersed in that and getting to know that and I think with the the vocab I have and the foundation I have from a lot of the other elements I'm really excited to see where my fluency takes off too and, and being able to talk to people and, and there's definitely a comfort zone thing where I'm like yeah I can write down every word I'm trying to say to you right now but the comfortability level of actually having a conversation I'm excited to see that grow hmm. and I'm excited to have adventures go hiking we are going to be living very close to a large caldera also volcano is right there it's active (laughs) which i don't know if the moms are excited about but we are (laughs) um like waterfalls and you know izakayas and and like sushi that's fresh you just experience like a different different culture 12 hour flight away you know (laughs) plus another three hour flight so yeah it's I think it's just those little experiences that, that are going to add up and accumulate into some excitement for me. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Before I say this, I'm going to be going from like a 55-hour work week, including my commute, to a 35. Mm. So I'm not lying when I say that, like, man, I'm excited to have 20 hours of my life back per week to, like invest in some hobbies and some you know walking time and some you know more relationship building time and just having a little bit more of my life back yeah you do a lot of driving right now i do do a lot of my driving there's a a quote (laughs) that a few of my coworkers at my first job out here loved from a worker I had a manager, like a mid-level manager, that really was only at the company for a couple months. But she said, 
I don't want to be late for my life a lot hmm. at work. <laughs> I I think we all appreciated that. I think we all felt that a little bit. So I was even saying that at work the other day. I was like, you know, I can't let this job make me late for my life. Hmm. And so I think I'm excited about that too. Which yeah. is interesting. I wonder yeah. if we'll be able to make waves in Japan where work is life. Hmm. For a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at that culturally. It's, that, a, it's yeah, an interesting... Yeah, a much it's, a tough, it's a tough... For sure. Work-life balance there. Yeah. For a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember... I thought of that. Like, when I finished my last job, I was like... During my time at the job, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want life to get in the way of my work. And then once I finished the job, I realized that like work was getting in the way of my life. And mm-hmm. I didn't have time really outside of that. So it's been cool to have time out of that with this new job. But then like with where we're going, just having time to explore, learn about the culture and the language and the people, history, adventure around, see those mountains and mm-hmm. hikes and everything. And um, even just have more time to actually like invest in the podcast and stuff and hopefully find some like churches and missions to get involved with in the local area once we get our actual <laughs> city and some dance stuff hopefully some studios to get involved in whether that be just like recreational dance or whatever but yeah it'll be an adventure for sure for sure for sure and it's only like 17 days away which is crazy it's coming up we've been working on packing up the apartment and getting stuff ready to go so unreal yeah that'll be good be ready to see some some picks from yeah i think we're going to be trying to make a very concerted effort to communicate to all of our friends and family back home and and you know put photos put videos up put more audio probably too i mean i'll probably jump in on more of these i'm sure Although you're gonna have time in the day while I'm at work doing doing the teaching thing, so yeah, we'll see. But we'll see what happens. But we might see the the Drew on here more. The Drew. The the Drew. Hey friends, thanks for joining us today on the Life Is Hard, God Is Good podcast. You can find more on our Facebook page or our Instagram page at Life Is Hard, God Is Good podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and have a great week. May the Lord bless you and keep you.